we all want to make more money, right? But like, I always feel as though in order for your income to up level, like you need to up level. And so maybe there are things you need to let go of. Maybe there are certain clients you need to stop working with. Maybe there are rates you need to stop charging. But like, again, I feel like I see a lot of women just say every day, I want to go to the next level and they're not actually trying to do it. And so for me, it's like just drawing a line in the sand, defining where you want to go and then deciding every damn day to get there. We're about to get very real, a little silly, and you're going to freaking love it. I'm Saren, body image and self-relationship coach, lifestyle, aka everything cute and inspirational, entrepreneur, Pilates and yoga instructor, and spirituality-loving person. Let's get real. We all think the same things. We all have those crazy thoughts. The Soul Speak podcast is here so that we can allow ourselves to have those weird, awkward, unheard of conversations that no one ever talks about and prove that they are normal. Topics on judgment, comparison, inner criticism, sex, lifestyle, and spirituality all will be found right here on this podcast. Each episode, guests and I will not only bring you new ways of thinking, but also bring light into your life all together. Now let's speak soul. Hey, lovely people. Welcome to Soul Speak, the podcast. Today's episode, I have a different type of guest than I usually have. You know, I have some entrepreneurs on here, so I guess it's not that different. But Sarah Dan is a marketing guru, finance guru. I am not lying here. This was an amazing conversation that I had with her. I saw her online. I saw one of her programs actually in like my Instagram feed and I clicked on it and I was like, oh, I need to have this lady on my podcast and she also has her own podcast called The Unstoppable Podcast. So Sarah is a business coach obsessed with helping women make money doing what they love, which is basically what she is doing. She is living what she loves and she, as you'll hear in this conversation, basically mastered it by just doing it herself and going through all of this craziness and now she just sells it to people. So you will learn a lot, a lot, a lot from Miss Sarah. We talk about mindset around money, mindset around sales, ding, 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 a huge thing that no one wants to talk about ever. And we talk about just kind of, you know, taking out the BS, taking out the BS and getting the S done, taking out the bull of the shit and getting the shit done. I thought that was clever. I had to say it. So anyway, further ado, here is Sarah. Be sure to find her on social media. Go to her website. Everything is in the show notes. And of course, as always, if you love this episode and you think it'll help a friend, share it with that pal of yours. And I will talk to you guys later. Thank you, Sarah, for coming on Soul Speak the Podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm happy to have another fellow podcaster on here. It's always fun talking to the podcasters because we can talk forever. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Uh, So why don't you just jump in and let everyone know who you are and what you do right now? Sure. So I am a business coach. I work with women entrepreneurs and I really just, the thing that I'm passionate, the most excited about is helping women make money doing what they love, right? Whether it's starting a blog or starting the coaching business. I feel like we just have this incredible opportunity in in this day and age. I feel like an old lady every single time I say that, but we have this opportunity to, again, like create businesses based on what we love and that's what fires me up. And so I work with women in all different capacities, whether it's one-on-one coaching, group coaching, digital programs. I have a mastermind. Um, I have my podcast and yeah, that's really like, that is what I live for. Mm, I love it. So how did you get started with all this? Like what was your, let's talk about what did you go to school for? And then if you went to school and then how did that kind of shift from there? I went to college for communications. Okay. Um, I, I I knew very little about the world of PR and all of that kind of stuff, but it felt very interesting and sparkly and sexy to me. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn about public relations. Um, so I went to school, got my degree in communications, which again, like at my school, that was the only way to learn more about PR and marketing. Um, 
And so I bartended for a little while after college. And then my father kind of convinced me, forced me, if you will, um, to start applying for jobs. And so I got, a, I kind of accidentally got a job as a marketing coordinator for a small local business. They did like uh, large format printing. So big things like banners and posters and trade show displays. And it was, you know, not something I ever thought I'd be interested in before, but I really fell in love with the industry, but more so marketing. Um, everything there from a marketing perspective was my job, whether it was booking cold calls and, or doing cold calls and booking appointments and sending out samples, anything that involved getting new clients and customers in the door was really my job. And I was there for about five years. I was really good at my job um, and I loved it, but I also started feeling at the end like, is this it? You know, like, am I, is this like Monday through Friday thing? Is this what I'm going to do until I retire? And, you know, squeezing your life into two weeks of vacation. Like I really, I had that moment where I was like, is this it? And it kind of opened my eyes to, you know, I was good at marketing, right? I was doing a good job for the company that I worked for. And I saw so many other local businesses. Like at the time I was going to a lot of networking events and I was talking to these local businesses who had no idea what to do when it came to social media or marketing. And I feel like I invented the concept of freelancing at the time in my mind, but like, I'm like, Oh, like these small businesses need marketing help. They can't afford to hire somebody full time. Um, there's an opportunity. There's a window here for me to help them on my own terms and work from home. And, you know, again, I, I thought that like I had created the concept of freelancing. And so I decided that I wanted to start my own business, but it was kind of like, oh, I'll do that in five years or I'll do that in a couple months. And literally within like a month of having the idea, I wound up giving my notice to my boss. Um, I was really fortunate because that company that I was working for was a franchise. And so they hired me on a freelance basis. And then we had other locations hire me on a freelance basis. But then I just started, you know, hitting the pavement, essentially trying to get more clients and customers. I remember I would look every single day at Craigslist to look who is finding or looking for marketing help. And I would, you know, offer my services on a freelance basis and I just kind of kept doing things like that. I had some word of mouth, you know, referrals, things like that. Um, but I got about 10 clients or so to kick it all off. And I, I was working for crap money and I, but I was, but I was learning so much If this kind of company needed help with Facebook ads. I was learning Facebook ads and so on and so forth. Um, and then it just kind of evolved luckily from freelancing and doing the work for people to eventually coaching and showing people how to do it and then having them do it themselves essentially. Yeah. I love that. So you're like the master teacher because you've gone through it yourself and now you can teach everyone. Exactly. <laughs> everyone wants. I love it. So you have so many different programs and I'm, I mean, they're all so cute too. Like I just love your, I think I found you on Instagram and I saw one of your money courses, just making money. And that intrigued me because I haven't had someone on here specifically talk about money. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a, we were just saying before this conversation, like it's a hard topic. You know, it's kind of a gross topic to be honest. Like people cringe sometimes when they think about money. So I'd love to dive deeper into that. But first I just want to ask, so you have so many programs. How did you, um, how did those start to, you know, begin? Because you teach, you teach that how to build programs and digital courses and stuff like that. So how do you recommend to someone to build stuff? Because you know, when people that don't have that look at that and they're like, wow, she has all of this. Where, I need to make all of this too. Like, where do you recommend someone to start? I think that's such a good point to bring up. And this is obvious, but I also feel it's not. I built one course at a time, right? Like I didn't, if you had told me years ago that I would have 40 something programs that I would have created, I would have thought you were crazy. But, you know, I created the first program based on, okay, I see that my audience, I see that my people are struggling with this thing, this problem, and I know how to create the solution for it essentially. Right. So I did what that. Was the I first program. So I, I had programs before this, but I, I feel like the first big one that really took off in that way was this program called Supercharge Your Challenge. And it was a time when I was working with a lot of Beachbody coaches. I don't know if you're familiar with Beachbody, yeah. but 
um, I had like so many Beachbody coaches in my audience and I was seeing the way that they were running their free live challenges or free live groups, they call them. And I was seeing so many issues in my opinion with the way that they were doing things. And so I just was like, I, I need to create this program. I created a program teaching them how I felt that they should be running their free groups and their free communities and their free challenges. Um, and it just took off and I sold it for like $97 the first time when I had the idea for it. And then you know, naturally as you're, if you're immersed in your audience, if you're actually talking and hearing from your people, you're going to see more problems that they're struggling with. So I was like, okay, the next one is creating a sales system. The next one is figuring out how to figure out who they are as a coach and so on and so forth. And so, you know, I, I, I want to go back to that point because I feel like it's such an important one to make that I think so many people believe that they have to have five successful courses straight out of the gate. And it's going to be really difficult for you to have five successful ones before you have one. And so again, obvious, but not real, like not obvious when we're so emotional about our businesses, but like this was done, you know, one step at a time. And I just really encourage everyone to like be patient and remember that. Mm, yeah, it's such good advice because I mean, I even get stuck in that. Obviously, I asked the question. It came from my brain. I get stuck in that too. We all do. I mean, I'm sure you look at people too and are like, oh, they have this, they have this, but you, you have so many things right now. So how do you find, like, how is that compared to when you had minimal, you know what I mean? Like a more focused, like three programs and now you have a bunch of different ones. So how do you find like, what are the struggles in that and what are the positives? Well, I really like to launch courses based on what I, to be perfectly honest, what I feel like talking about at any given time. Like I have a program, for example, called the foundation formula, which teaches people, you know, how to figure out who they are as a coach, who their ideal client is, how to create offerings. And it's a wonderful program that I believe really deeply in, but it's also something that I've been talking about for years. And I'm very often not in the mood to talk about ideal clients when I've again, talked about it for so long. Right. So I give myself permission to like create and market and launch launch based on what's actually exciting me at any given time. Like this week I might feel like, okay, I have this new great idea that I think is going to be a home run and that people really need. Okay. I'm going to launch that. But maybe next week I want to have an easier week. I might do a sale on one of the programs that I've already sold before. Right. Just like giving yourself permission to, I think you can make the same amount of money, whether you have one great selling course or 20 okay selling courses, like you can make the same amount of money. It just depends on what you want. And then how are you going to set yourself up to get that result? Mm, yeah, I love that. So I want to go from there into the block of the sale, right? Like, because <laughs> that's a huge thing. So what, how have you seen yourself evolve in that? And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I mean, basically like the emotional block, the fear of actually asking for that sale and believing that your course, what you are offering is worth that money. Because um, like when you bring up the beach body people, right? A lot of those women are pretty young and you don't know what their incomes are, but you don't know also if they're willing to put out that money for that, for what you have to offer. And so how do you kind of, how do you see that? How do you see that for you to make that sale and to believe in what you are selling? Because sometimes we believe, right? Like we know what we're selling is valuable, but that block can get in the way. I feel like I can talk about this for two hours, but do it. <laughs> Number one, I want to say this. and I've been saying this a lot lately to anybody that's listening. I hear from my audience so often, like women say things like, well, like they're stuck to the fear of selling. Like they're holding on to the fear and the discomfort around it, like a, a security blanket. Like they are stuck and they are dead set on being afraid of asking for the sale. And I get being scared of things. I do but you are a business owner. A business owner sells things. You don't go into the grocery store and the clerk is like, are you sure you want this? You don't go to the movies and they're resistance to sell you something. Like a business sells. Like by, by definition, a business has things to sell. And so again, like I get being scared. I get being uncomfortable, but I just feel like as an entrepreneur, you need to accept that you need to move through this. Otherwise give up now, right? Like other, otherwise, what are you doing? So for me, I'm not going to act as though asking for the sale has always been comfortable. 
And it definitely took me some time, but if I had to identify the one thing that made sales more easy for, that made them easier for me is selling things I really massively believed in selling things that I like, I believe if I'm selling, I don't care if you're down to your last thousand dollars, if I'm selling you a program that I believe is going to change your life, because I believe my programs change people's lives. If you buy that for $497, I'm not looking at it as, okay, I have more, you have less. I believe that you now have more because now you have the tools to go ahead and make more money and make things happen for yourself, right? There is no guilt in me asking for the sale. I don't feel bad. I don't feel wrong. I don't feel icky because the example, the, the way that I always say this is like my, my best selling program, my favorite program is called the 500K sales system. And it breaks down my exact sales system that I have implemented to blow up my business and have two half a million dollar back-to-back -back years. I sell that for $497. For $497, you are learning what it took me three years, agony, and so much pain and so much discomfort and so many failed launches. I'm giving that to you in a bow for just 497. Like my attitude yeah. is you're welcome. Yeah. My attitude is not, I feel bad that I'm taking from you. And so I feel like, sure, we can look at it as like, okay, this person's not really making money yet. Or, you know, this person, like we could, we could look at a million different reasons why people either don't have the money or aren't willing to spend the money and that's fine, but it's not going to do me any good to sit there and analyze all of those things. My job is to show up. It's to share things I believe in, to make people understand how I believe it's going to help them and to trust that the right people are going to get on board. And you know, there are people who, you know, I've had people say, I'm going to sell something to get this program. I've spent money, my last, my last pennies on programs than it was when it was so uncomfortable, but it's a declaration that I'm going to change and I'm going to make things happen. And so it's not my business to, again, overanalyze who is going to pay for this and who should pay for this. I, I treat people like they're adults, right? Like you're an adult. If you want this, you'll make it happen. And if you don't, that's okay too. I'm not mad at you, but it's not my job to freak out about it. I love that. And there's so many similar things that everyone, like I've asked that question a couple of times in just like different ways. And there's just so many similar, you know, keys to that. Like you said, um, Oh, I just wrote it down. And then I literally wrote it down. It looks like I wrote it with my left hand. So I don't even know. Oh, trust that the right people are going to come because you know, in the beginning you just want everyone. Right. But like, you need to trust that the right people are going to come. The people that want, and those are the people that you want to come. It's almost like interviewing for a job, right? Like a lot of people look at it like, Oh, I hope they get me. I hope they take me in. But honestly, you're shopping for the job too. You need mm -hmm. to remember that. So it goes both ways. It's in a relationship and a friendship, anything you can compare it to. And, um, honestly, I loved what you just said too, because it's a good reminder that like, it's so important to have a why in your background, like in, in the background of a product and the background of a service, because you, what really stood out to me was you said, it's going to change their life. Mm -hmm. And if you believe something is going to change someone's life, like if you really know it, then you have no problem selling it because you know that and you know that it'll change their life. And then they will understand that. And that's just like that energy penetrates them. They understand it. 1000%. And, you know, most of my programs are in the lower end side. So I feel like, I especially feel like, you know, if you want this, you'll make it happen. But I feel like for so many people and for myself for so long, we put money first in our businesses. Maybe it's because we really need it or maybe it's because we see everybody else bragging about their 10, 20, 30K months that you know we wanna make it happen and we put so much, pressure, so much pressure on ourselves to make that money and trust me, I get that, I understand that. But it really, I started making so much more money when I stopped putting the money first and I genuinely just came from a place of like, what can I create to give people the results that they want? What do I know like the back of my hand that, somebody else needs that knowledge and expertise. And like when I shifted that and again came from the place of serving versus how can I make $500 today? 
more money came in. And so, and and again, it became so much easier to sell because it was rooted in that why versus I need to make money today. Yeah. So when you come from a place of serving and I'm assuming you have a creative brain and you know, you want to just share so much with the world. How do you find that focus and focus with your ideas? And how do you teach that to people just to find focus in one thing rather than like trying to create a million things? Well, the way that I like to do it is I like, I like for my program specifically to be like really micro oriented, right? Like I don't, I'm not going to create a six month program that covers a little bit of this, a little bit of that. All of my programs are like, this is the foundation program. This is the selling program. This is the sales system program. You know, this is the sales funnel program, so on and so forth. And so for me, it comes down to, okay, what's the solution? What's the thing that you feel like talking about right now? And how do you build a program around that? Mm, So Okay. So the way you said that, I kind of understood it almost like it's all themed the same way, but you're making almost like a beginner, intermediate, advanced, but in different styles? A little bit. I mean, because here's the way that I look at it. I mean, yes, a little bit to the beginner and to the intermediate kind of stuff, but like you might have somebody like I've spoken, you know, I've spoken to so many people who let's say they're making $20,000 a month, but they've done it completely organically through their Facebook profile okay, but maybe, so now maybe they want to learn about landing pages and sales funnels, right? But then maybe this person, the other person hasn't done the sales calls and they want to figure out how to do their marketing more organically. So I'm just approaching it again around, okay, what do I feel really good sharing and talking about? What do I feel excited sharing and talking about? And again, getting clear for each program who my ideal client is so that I can, you know, anchor myself in that when it comes to the marketing. But it really feels like for me, I don't even, I don't even really think about very often the whole beginner versus, you know, uh, intermediate kind of thing. Cause I think everybody comes from different places and needs a little bit of this, a little bit of that at different times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm actually looking at your podcast right now, your episodes, and there's an episode on how to intentionally up level. And so I feel like that kind of goes in the same topic and what can you explain that a little bit? What do you, how do you feel about unintentionally or intentionally up leveling? Well, I think a lot of people go through their businesses every single day saying, I want to go to the next level. I want to go to the next level. I want to go to the next level. But A, they have no idea what the next level actually looks like. And B, they're not taking intentional actions to actually make that thing happen. And so, for me, what I always feel is really important is, you know, you can't hit a target that you can't see. If you are, okay, sick and tired of the way that your business is going and you want to go to that next level, quote unquote, the first thing that you need to do is, again, identify what that next level is. How much money are you making? How much are you working? Who are you working with? What does your day look like? What does your business look like? Like getting really clear on what that next level actually looks like. And then, okay, what actions, what steps need to be taken in order to get there? And, you know, I think we all want to make more money, right? But like, I always feel as though in order for your income to up level, like you need to up level. And so maybe there are things you need to let go of. Maybe there are certain clients you need to stop working with. Maybe there are rates you need to stop charging. But like, again, I feel like I see a lot of women just say every day, I want to go to the next level and they're not actually trying to do it. And so for me, it's like just drawing a line in the sand, defining where you want to go and then deciding every damn day to get there. Mm. What about those people that don't know where they want to go, but kind of know where they want to go? Do you run into clients like that? Where they're like, I want to do this big thing and I want to be this, but they can't like, they, they keep saying that and they've maybe said it for years and then they still haven't been, you know, they haven't targeted that goal. Well, I feel like I would argue that especially if they've been doing this for years, then we have to figure out what the actual block is, right? Like, admit, then are you not admitting to yourself what you actually want? Are you in disbelief that you could actually get it? I don't, I find that most of us, we weren't taught to actually, you know, articulate what it is that we wanted from a relationship, everything in life. We were taught that it's like, okay to settle and be grateful for what we already have. And so I feel as though most women, if they actually are being honest with themselves, they know what they want, but they're afraid to admit it to themselves or they don't believe that they could actually have it. And so for me, the conversation, I, I, you know, we all have moments of blurriness. Don't get me wrong, but I, 
I just feel like as a female entrepreneur, if you want success, the whole, I don't know, I don't know. It doesn't really work. Like it's decision time. Like, you know, it's time to move forward. And so I would, I would encourage that person to get honest with themselves, get brutally honest with themselves. What would they, you know, say, do share, do next if they weren't afraid and, you know, decide that it's theirs and, and claim it and go after it. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. Um, uh, what was I going to just say? La, 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 la. Uh, oh yeah. So have you, when that has come up in your life, can you just like give a couple of examples of that coming up in your life and how you've pushed through that? So for myself, one thing that I do is like, I just moved to LA a few months ago mm-hmm. and uh, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, and so like when I first moved here, you know, it was like this thing where like, you know, life's going to be so different and I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to tackle this whole world. And then I like, I feel like that's a very exciting feeling, but then I also think it can be a very overwhelming feeling because then it's like, oh my God, what do I do first? And how am I going to get all this done? And so the thing that I always tell people to do is, you know, take a minute to journal, whatever it is. I like those big, I get like those big giant notepads from Target, like for the kids. And I just like to like write all over them with markers. It, Mm -hmm. it, It feels very freeing to me for whatever reason to like not have to write inside the lines. Um, I say to people, okay, like take a moment, take an hour or whatever it is. And just like brainstorm what life would look like in your perfect world. Like how much are you making? What are you doing? And I'm writing things like on the cover of entrepreneur magazine. Like I'm interviewing Bethany Frankel on my podcast. I'm making, you know, a million dollars a month, like writing all these things, allowing myself to really dream and go there And then saying, okay, out of all of this, what's the first thing that I'm going to tackle? And what's my actual plan to make this happen? Because we can't do everything at once, right? We can try, but we can't. We can't do everything at once, let alone if we're still working, you know, as solopreneurs, right? We don't have a massive team helping us. What are the first things that you want to get done in the next 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is? And how do you commit to doing those things? Yeah. And honestly, that like along with money is a thing that a lot of people don't allow themselves to do. And it's uncomfortable is just dreaming like that, like creating, creating and journaling itself. Like I'm a huge believer in journaling and um, it's just so important because I think back to my first journal I had, I keep all of my journals. I mean, they're back at home, like at my house home and back in Chicago area right now. So I don't have them with me, but Um, looking back, like at my first one, I read it and I'm like, okay, you know, I was holding back the way that I was writing in there. And then now it's just like super, just, I don't even know what I'm writing. It's just like blabbing from the mind. Right. So it's kind of similar because you have to allow yourself to just hear yourself. You have to allow yourself to hear literally just be honest with yourself and be honest with what you want. And then that also translates into everything else. It gives you clearer visions of your future, what you want for the future, clearer visions of who you want in your life, relationships, and all of that. 1,000%. Like, don't be afraid to dream. That sounds corny, but like, don't be afraid to let your mind go there. I feel like so many of us, we just keep ourselves small. And like, you know, just as a silly example, I came to LA for the first time two years ago, and I remember just like, being so, I mean, thinking back on it, I feel like I, there was always this part of me that knew I was going to be in LA, whether it was from like watching Clueless and like ridiculous things like that. Like I was always like obsessed with it, but like I came here two years ago and it was just like, I I fell in love with it. But like the thought of moving here was just unfathomable. Like I could never do that. I can never move to California. And then it's like, it just got to the point, like late last year, I'm like, why the fuck not? Yeah. Like, wh- why can't I? Like, there- there's really no reason. And so again, just like, you know, there are going to be a lot, my soul cycle instructor said this yesterday, like, don't like, don't shut down your dreams. There are going to be so many other people that are trying to do that for you. Don't you dare be the person who does it to yourself. Mm, I love that. I love that. I was actually writing something this morning and I cannot remember because I feel like lately I have been... I've just been feeling like I've been blocking myself, if that makes sense. So I've been feeling like I have been holding back a little bit, not allowing myself. And I just, you know, 
was writing, like, it's just give yourself permission. You have permission to do whatever you want. And it's no one else's like, it's not up to anyone else. It's no one else's. I can't even like explain really what I was writing, but it was similar to that. Like, it doesn't matter what anyone else says or wants. And that's a huge thing when creating products, right? You think about what people want rather than what you want to share. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just like giving yourself permission to do literally what you want to do and yeah. being aware to that if you are blocking yourself on that. And it's totally okay because we all do and we go through cycles. It's not a forever thing. <laughs> totally. Totally. We all, we have those days, we have those weeks, we have those months, but checking in with yourself and just learning to get more and more in tune with yourself. And like you said, giving yourself permission to do what you want. It's, it's a practice. It is a practice. So honestly, it's like that and with everything else, just for like the listeners, it makes me think about how, you know, it's not a steady, it's not a steady little road, right? It's a roller coaster. So we're going to get these glimpses of, Hey, I feel this way. Hey, like I'm on a rocket with this and I'm like uh, so confident with it. And then it might go away, but don't beat yourself up for it going away because you have that glimpse. And every time that glimpse can only grow, like it only grows bigger, right? Like every time you get that glimpse, it stays longer. And you just, by looking at it that way, rather than looking at why you don't have it. And when you don't have it, it allows you to grow it even quicker. Of course. And I think that, you know, a lot of women believe, like, especially if we're just talking about entrepreneurs, it's very easy to believe that, oh, once I get to the 10K, once I get to the 50K a month, everything's going to be smooth sailing. I'm never going to feel like this again. And as somebody who's had 50, 60, $70,000 a month, let me tell you, it's still a roller coaster sometimes. And I still have moments where I fantasize about getting a job at Starbucks. And Mm. I, you know, like I've just learned to embrace the chaos and not make the bad bad days mean more than they need to. Um, instead of freaking out every single time you have a bad couple days, because that's a really easy thing to do. Mm. So I'm curious, what is something that you like dreamed about when you didn't have it and then you got it and it didn't make you as happy as you thought it would, or you didn't feel the way that you thought you would? Hmm. I mean, if there's anything like that, you know, maybe there yeah, isn't. I'm trying to think. I mean, for the past two years, a little over two years now, I've been pretty consistent with at least $50,000 a month. I've had, you know, a couple months lower than that, but they've been mostly $50,000 a month. And I definitely, you know, the girl who was making five, 10 K, I definitely thought the 50 K level would bring calm, would bring, you know, no money worries would bring, you know, zero anxiety about my business and what to do next. And that simply wasn't the case. Like, you know, more money is obviously helpful and I'm not mad about it, but it's also like running a business is hard and it doesn't matter how much or how little money you make. There's still some fundamentals and it, it, you know, comes back to like being mentally strong and believing in yourself and all of those kind of things that you still have to work through at every level. Yeah. Yeah, because it never changes. I mean, it does change. There's just different things, right? Like it's the same thing in different ways, presented in different ways. And it yeah. just doesn't stop. <laughs> same, same, uh, new level, same devil. It's, it's the oh, same Oh, I love that. Little rappy rap. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it makes me think of two... Um, I gave to my friend actually a while back for one of her birthdays, um, this cute little quote that I put in a little glittery frame for her and she put it on her desk at work. So she's had it for years and it says, remember the days that you, or remember the things that you, oh God, what does it say? Remember mm-hmm. the things you prayed for, the days that you prayed for what you have now. Remember the mm-hmm. days you prayed for what you have now. It's so important to remember because two things because you remember like what you have, you're grateful, you have it, you thought about it, you got it. And it also pushes you to remember you literally could do anything you want. You just create it. You just create it and you get it. And it comes out usually in a way that we don't even expect. And honestly, even in a better way. Yeah, I fully agree. I will say too, like my most recent just love that I keep reminding myself is Every answer, I had an episode about this. Every answer is either a yes, a yes, not now, or a no, I have something better for you. And like, no matter what your religious beliefs, I think just in general, that is such, it's so true. Like I think about my own life and it's just so true because everything, either yes, it happens, yes, but not yet, just be patient, 
or a no, there's literally going to be like, not this, this isn't right. There's something better coming. Mm -hmm. Always. It's this or something better. Always. Yes. I love it. So what are some of your no's that have happened that you're like, oh, I, oh, darn it. I wanted that. And then something better happened. Well, I think that there have been plenty of time. I always say that my biggest successes in business specifically have come from my failures. And, you know, what really kicked me off, to be honest with you, with like understanding that and believing that is that I went through a really, really, really painful breakup mm. um, about three years ago. And it was this thing, this relationship that I wasn't really happy in, but I wanted to keep, I wanted to um, have keep going. Like I, I was devastated when we first broke up and it was like a couple months later where I was just like, this happened for me. Like it really, like this had to end in order for me to have and be and do all of the things that I wanted to do. And so like recognizing that is just something that like I've had to apply to everything when it comes to business. Cause it's like, if this, I don't know, webinar doesn't convert the way that I want it to, I kind of look and I'm like, okay, well it's not working for me. So what is the lesson here? Like, what is this pushing me towards? So and, and I don't, I don't mean to sound corny in the sense that like everything happens for a reason because I know that there are really painful things that happen, but I also feel like way too many of us sit around dwelling on the shitty things that happen that we can't change. And so things are going to happen to each and every one of us. Right. But like you get to decide if you're going to actually put purpose to this, or you actually decide if you're going to take this and turn this into a positive situation. So for me, again, so many little things in my business where I remember January of 2017, I was selling a program that I had sold a million times before and all of a sudden it wasn't selling. And I'm like, what is going on? And I was like dead broke that month. I had to borrow rent from my mom. And like, I had to have this moment where I'm like, okay, this is happening for me. What is this pushing me towards? And that's when I completely blew up and transformed my business for the better. And again, you know, just knowing that that happened for me is a really powerful lesson. Yeah. It's so powerful. So what did you do? What was that shift that you made? I started, I knew I had known that I wanted to start really building my Facebook communities, really starting to go live, selling different programs, but it felt scary to me. It felt uncomfortable. And as long as I stayed in the comfort zone of selling that same program, even though I was bored out of my mind and I'd rather stab myself in the eye than do that same webinar over and over again, I was still doing it because again, it felt comfortable. And this was just a moment where I was like, I'm going to blow up my business. I'm going to let everybody know about me. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to build my audience. So on and and so forth. And I did it. Mm, I love that. Okay. So I want to go into that, but first I want to say, yes, uh, things, I mean, yeah, I know that there's some people that hate the thing of everything happens for a reason, but if you think about it as, you know, nothing happens to you, nothing in life happens to you. Everything happens for you. And like you said, it's your choice of how you, you get to decide, you get to decide how you move forward with it. And it's really important, yes, to feel the emotions and the blah, 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 blah. Like after, after every breakup I have had, breakups are amazing, aren't they? They're just like a little mm -hmm. rocket ship. Like breakups are your biggest teachers in so many ways because they, like if anyone just went through a breakup here, I mean, they teach you what you deserve, what you want. Again, it's like shopping for a job. You are shopping for someone who is, you know, in your life and you get to choose what you want in your life and why would you settle for less? And so it teaches you that, but it also teaches you about yourself. It teaches you what you want for yourself and it gives you kind of like that power just to, mm, I need something new and just move forward. Totally. I, I, you, you know, again, you learn so much about yourself and, you know, as excruciatingly painful of a time that was for me, I like now I'm so like, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, I'm so grateful that that happened again for me. I, I really like, I really so deeply believe that. Um, I mean, again, like I was, I remember like I went through that breakup and for a couple months I didn't work. I was just in so much pain, so sad, crying nonstop. And it was like, I finally had this moment where I was like, you know what, if this crappy thing just happened to me, I'm going to make a ton of freaking money and I'm going to like live the best life that I possibly can. And that's exactly what I've done. Mm, I love it. I love it so much. That makes me happy. Okay. So, uh, what was I going to go off onto what you were just saying? Mm, mm, I can't remember now. 
Well, I guess I'm going to say then instead, uh, your mindset, let's shift again into money. So your mindset with money, how have you seen that kind of change and be over the years? And like, where is it now? And where do you see yourself since you are in such a good place with where you, you know, your programs, what money you're making, where do you see yourself going? Like, what are your goals? That was kind of a 3 million questions. So answer the first one first. <laughs> what is your mindset with money? <laughs> well, I feel like, I mean, when I started my business, I had no concept of money mindset. I was like, I remember hearing the term money blocks and I was like, I don't have money blocks. I'm just always broke. Like I, I just, I just, I thought I was resigned to be the girl who always had credit card debt and was always broke. And I mean, when I say broke, like, I mean, I came from a middle-class family, like I never went without, but at the same time, like, you know, your paycheck would come and you were just scraping by that next week. And like, that's just, that was my cycle with money. I would overspend and I wouldn't have anything left and intentionally working on how I feel about money and not believing that I'm resigned or destined to again, be broke for the rest of my life was like a really eye opening thing and recognizing, okay, what did I learn about money and, and how is that affecting me today? And, you know, I think that a lot of us make money a really big deal and we make money because we haven't had it, this really hard thing that like we put up on the pedestal and that kind of thing. And for me, it's been... I, the way that I feel about it is if I solve problems, I can always make as much money as I want. Like as long as I solve people's problems, there's money available to me. And it's been a matter of then stretching myself and then just getting com comfortable with different numbers, right? $10,000 felt like a lot at one point, $20,000 felt like a lot at one point, And I keep pushing myself further. And really, I mean, a big part of what helps me with that is the way that I spend too. Like, you know, I see a lot of people who act like they want to make $20,000 a month, but then they act as though a $297 program is so much money. And if you act like that, receiving $20,000 is going to be really difficult, right? You have to keep elevating and stretching what, what you consider a big deal and making it normal and making it available to you. Yeah. So when you do make that type of money in your business, as it grows, like when it first started to grow, how did you find that ratio of what you're going to put away for your business, what you're going to keep for yourself? How did you start to pay you? Well, I think it all comes down to, you know, you know, we see a lot of coaches in this industry, like invest in yourself, invest in yourself. And I'm, I'm such a believer in investing in yourself, but like what you were saying before, like, what is, what is a hell yes? And what is, what's actually a desire and what is something that you can hold off on for now? Right. Like, again, like, like, it's just an interesting thing because again, when you start making $50,000 a month, you think that's all the money in the world, but it also can be gone pretty quickly if you're hiring a web designer and spending money on Facebook ads and hiring your sister as I have. So, you know, just checking in with myself, the biggest, like when I first started making a lot more money, to be perfectly honest with you, I was overspending and like wasting money in the name of abundance. Like, oh, I can afford everything and I'm just going to buy these, you know, pairs of jeans and then not return them and like doing really stupid things to be perfectly honest with you. And so really teaching myself and learning, okay, what do I actually really desire to invest in, in my business? And like, what do, what do I want actually in life? And like balancing those things out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, so, okay. I remember the question in relation to that, what I was going to ask before. So when you began to build that community and like you said, you started to do your Facebook or your lives and just different things, you were advertising in different places. Um, how did you start to expand your community from people that, you know, you know, people from college, your community to that outside community of followers? What are some tips that you have for that, for people just starting to expand and grow? Well, I think I've done this kind of uniquely compared to a lot of other people, but I've never marketed myself on my Facebook profile. Um, it's not something that ever felt comfortable to me. I didn't want to market to Uncle Bob and the people I went to college with when they weren't relevant to my business. And so from the very beginning, even when I was broke, I invested money in Facebook ads because I knew I had to get in front of people and I knew that 
I had to figure out a way to do that. And so from the very beginning of my coaching business, a big part of my strategy has been running Facebook ads for free live trainings, whether it was a webinar or whether it was a challenge and getting people in that way. And that's really what I attribute most of my business and audience to. Yeah. So that is like the typical cycle usually, right? Like you give something free, you get them in their email list and then you offer them a product. So how is your cycle? Is it very aligned with that? Um, what have you seen to be successful for you? Well, it's different now. Um, but back then I was doing webinars like once a week, maybe every other week, like I really hit it hard in the beginning. And so I would do a webinar. They would have two days to purchase the program at a discounted price, you know, including that element of scarcity, they would receive a series of emails. And then after that, those two days were up, they would be moved over to my master list and then receive my emails moving forward. Then I would do another webinar and then I would do another webinar, same kind of thing. Webinars and yeah, free live challenges are really, have been two of my the things that have brought me in, like not only have brought me in a good amount of new people, but things that I've been able to monetize quickly. Cause again, I get those people on a webinar. Let's say I spend $500, whatever it is on Facebook ads, but I still am making $2,500, $3,000 within two days of that. And so I would just take that money and put it into more ads and put it into more ads and do it over and over again. Mm, I love that. Okay. And so you have a community, your community is on Facebook, right? What is that community like for people listening? It's the it's Unstoppable Women Entrepreneurs, my Facebook group. It's it's really my favorite place to hang out and it's where I spend most of my time marketing to my people. Mm, awesome. So everyone go check that out. And uh, la 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 la. Apparently I'm just forgetting all of my questions today. Um, but I want to I want to um, hear a little bit about one of your programs. So if you can give kind of like a you can pick one or we you mentioned the five hundred thousand sales dollar sales system. Sure. Um, popular own. Why don't you give a little glimpse of that and what you go over and some of the results people have found? Sure. So I love my program, the 500K sales system. You can learn more about it by going to the 500ksalesystem.com. And it's a four module program where I really walk you through my sales system, how I build my audience. So all about how I've grown my Facebook group is in there. It's all about how I decide what to sell, how I put together my offerings. I give you examples of my best selling offerings. I share with you how I decide what to go live about, what free content I'm deciding to share and what my selling process is like during a week. So how many posts I create, where I'm posting them, like down, like literally down to the nitty gritty of like how I sell on a weekly basis. I don't really do launches anymore. It's really just a matter of I sell every single day. Um, and that, you know, that has been the backbone and the thing that has transformed my business into the 500 K plus level over in 2017 and 2018. And so it's a system that I love and my people love it because I think so many women, you know, that I speak to, they try a little bit of this, they try a little bit of that, and they're not giving anything enough time to work. And my belief is that if you show up for your people, and if you give to your people, and if you sell to your people every single day, why the hell wouldn't your business grow? Like it, it doesn't even make sense to me. It doesn't make logical sense to me how that couldn't happen. And so this program just teaches the nitty gritty of how to do that. And my people love it for that reason. They know what to do, when to do, how to do it. And intentionally asking for the sale brings them in in sales every single day. Mm, so what's a good program for people who don't have that, what they want to do yet, what they want to put out there? So I have a program called the foundation formula, and that's really a basics program about figuring out, you know, what your zone of genius is, who you should be working with, what you should be putting together. Although the 500 K sales system does help quite a bit because I've given you bonuses on how to create programs. So even if you don't have anything to sell right now, you could come up with something that feels aligned and good and exciting to you and be able to start selling it right away. Awesome. So when you are creating these, um, Actually, I'll remember that. Apparently, since my mind's going crazy, I have this one that I do want to ask you. So how do you support yourself? You know, you're supporting other people. You have this community. You do masterminds. How do you support yourself? What are those things that you do or those people that you go to? Well, my sister works for me full time, and that's been a really 
great thing for myself and my business, not just from the perspective of having somebody else, you know, work on my business and do certain things. But, you know, I really feel like I have a partner in it. I have somebody to run ideas by and, you know, somebody who I can call and talk, talk these things through like that. That's a really good feeling. I have, I normally have a couple different coaches right now. I actually just signed up with another coach today. So I have two coaches right now. I'm in one mastermind. Um, I just signed up for a new coach today, but I go to, you know, I intentionally go to VIP days and in-person days with my coaches. Like I remember flying all the way to Australia to, to, to have, you know, a weekend with one of my coaches and people act like that's a crazy thing to do. But I, I just look at it as though like, I can't afford not to intentionally up my energy and my vibe around my business for two days. And I know that by intentionally doing that, I'm going to turn around and make way, make way more money. And that's a decision that I make. Mm, awesome. So what I was also going to ask was when you are starting these, when you, can you hear that noise? Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear it. Okay. It's just me. It's my computer is making these pop-ups. Um, and I can't turn off the volume cause I have to hear you talking. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'm just joking. Um, so when you're creating a program and you're starting from there, how do you like, what is your way of just launching that? You said you don't really do launches, you sell it. So how do you just sell it? Well, I typically sell things, especially the first time around before I've created anything. Right. So, you know, the first time I launched the 500 K sales system, for example, I had the idea for it. I broke down what was going to be in the program. I created the sales page and the payment buttons and I announced it on a Monday, for example, and let people know, Hey, we're starting next Monday. The doors close for this Friday and then creating the lessons week after week as the program goes, right. There's no, I, there's no reason to create all of the content. If people aren't getting all of the content once once they sign up. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. And you can see their reactions and what they're wanting and needing from the first part of it too. Right. Especially if you're new. I mean, the thought of creating a four, eight, whatever module program that nobody buys is heartbreaking, right? I'm putting it out there and I'm making sure it's selling before I actually create anything. Yeah. That's a really good tip. I haven't even ever thought of that, honestly, you know, especially when like I'm super, um, detail oriented. So I love to get down to the dirty details of everything. And, um, that's just an amazing idea. What other kind of time hacks like that do you have efficient, efficient things that you found in your business? Time hacks. Not even time, but you know what I mean? Like efficiency, uh, money time ratio, you know, prod productivity. That's the word. <laughs> One of the things that we started doing like over the past few months, which I've really enjoyed is every single day I make a certain amount of posts, right? I, I have this like formula for myself, which I break down in the 500 K sales system, but I'm like, okay, X amount of posts are going to get done. Um, this kind of email is going to get sent. And so I sent those, I send those all to my sister the night before. And so that she can, cause she's still in New Jersey. So especially just the time difference, it's easier, you know, to give her things the night before. So, you know, in the morning she wakes up, she can send the email, she can schedule the posts. And then what's been really nice about that is let's say I'm selling like as an example, I moved like two weeks ago and during the week I was selling the 500 K sales system because I knew I was going to be really busy. I knew that I wasn't going to have time to do a bunch of live videos or create a bunch of content. And the fact that I could just go back into my Gmail and find the posts that I sent her last time and then repost them and literally take five minutes a day to do that. And then not have to lift a finger and make thousands of dollars to sell a program. Um, was a pretty cool, exciting, fun feeling. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's very efficient. Yeah. Um, it's very smart too, because you don't always have to be working to be making money and it's okay. Right. Give yourself permission for that too. That's like a huge thing. I, um, I'm assuming, you know, Jenna Kutcher, the, um, mm -hmm. yeah. So her podcast, she had someone on there and they were talking about eBooks and, oh, it was, I saved that episode. I can't remember which one it was, but it was amazing because that's all she does. And it's so efficient and she makes tons of money from it. She spends time creating these eBooks. Actually, do you have eBook experience? Do you do that too? I don't, but that's because it doesn't feel easy to me. Mm. Just, just talking okay. feels easy to me. Like the, the thought of putting together an ebook makes me want to scratch my eyeballs out, which, mm. you know, it's just a lesson. We're really talking about those eyeballs a lot. <laughs> you said, but you said 
poke your eyeballs out earlier. <laughs> like, God. It's like, you know, it's just what I think everyone needs to give themselves permission and what feels easy to them. Like, and not forcing yourself that, okay, Jenna Kutcher does ebooks. So I have to, or Sarah does whatever videos. So I have to, whatever feels good and easy for you do that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we're getting to an hour here. So I want to wrap it up with a couple of things. Um, first of all, if you have any, just like advice, what would you give someone? What, if someone asked you, uh, at, Actually, that's my last question. So if you have any advice right now to give what's like very heavy on your heart, what would you give? I think, I mean, what I just said would be a really big part of it. I think a lot of us try to launch these businesses based on what he's doing, she's doing, and we don't give ourselves permission to actually honor what we want to launch, how we want to launch, how we want to sell, how we want to run things. And, you know, entrepreneurship is hard. It's really, really, really hard. And if you're not rooted in passion and actual desire to do this, you're going to make it a lot freaking harder. And so, you know, so many people, again, in the beginning of business, they're trying to follow a blueprint. They're trying to copy other people because they think that that's the route to success. And I want to give everybody permission to like, recognize what it is that they want and how they want to do it and follow that. Because when you're certain of yourself and certain of what you want to charge and how you want to do things, that's where you make the most progress and the most quickly. Mm, I love that. And then also what advice would you give anyone that asks that's like fearful about money? What would you tell them? We're all fearful about money. You know, I think a lot of people act as though they're special about that. You're, you know, we, we all, it doesn't matter how much money you have. We all have hangups about money, but at the end of the day, what do you want to do? How do you want to help people and create that, create that thing and put it out there to the world and believe that the thing that you've created and you and your expertise is worth paying for and, you know, play with numbers that feel comfortable to you. I cannot stand when I see these coaches swearing that you have to do high end things to make money. And then I see people that are not comfortable with high-end stuff. And then they're, you know, in resistance for months or years at a time. If it feels good to you to spend, to start charging $25 at first, do it. Like do what you need to do to get comfortable with receiving money. And you can always raise those prices and make more money. Mm. Uh, so what is the biggest goal that you have right now that you're very, very excited about? Like your big dreamy goal. The thing that I'm the most excited about is I have a podcast, but really ramping it up with guests, but like big time guests. Like I want to speak to just the most amazing women entrepreneurs and have really great conversations about how they've built their, you know, passion-based businesses and what have been the struggles and all of those kind of things. Um, I want to, you know, with that, I want to grow my audience. I, I want to be like a, I, you know, the big vision is to be the face of female entrepreneurship, if you will. And so I want to be able to make these connections and get in front of more people, inspire more people to be able to make money doing what they love. And so the next exciting thing is really rooted in the podcast because I feel like not only is it going to be a fulfilling thing to do, but I think it's going to be a really worthwhile thing to do. Yeah, it definitely is like so fulfilling. You know, I mean, I do solo episodes and interviews, but it's, it's amazing. Like, it's awesome, right? Like it's an excuse just to talk to wonderful people that you would not, you know, you live across the world, right? Like I wouldn't just see you in a Starbucks and start talking to you. So it's awesome. And you get to learn about people and hear about their stories and learn new things. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay. So, and the last question, well, first, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? You just go ahead and mention your Facebook group one more time too. Sure. So my Facebook group is again, really where I spend most of my time. It's called Unstoppable Women Entrepreneurs. You can obviously just search for it. My website is sarah-dan.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, Sarah Dan with an underscore. And it's and without an H. No H. Yes. No, no H. H. Okay. All right. Wait, say that Instagram one more time. Sarah Dan with an underscore. Awesome. Okay. Those will all be in the show notes. So you guys can just click away with those. And then the last question that I ask all of my beautiful guests is, da, 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 if anyone asked you how they can hear their soul speak, what would you tell them? I think it's comes down, it comes down to what we were talking about earlier. Just like what allow your brain, allow your mind to really go there and admit to yourself that like, what would you have? What would you do? What would you create? What would you be in your wildest dreams? And 
witnessing the fears that come up, witnessing the thoughts that I can't have this and like really saying and deciding like, why the fuck not? And really honoring, allowing your, again, your, your brain and your mind and your heart to go there because you can have anything that you want. Mm, I love that. That's a unique answer, believe it or not. I really like it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on. And we didn't even talk about how your name is Sarah and my name is Sarah. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I used to have a friend named Sarah, so we always thought it was funny. But anyway, (laughs) all right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, my loves, if you love that episode, of course, share it with your friends, like I said, because it is so powerful. Oh my God, didn't you learn so much from that? Like, that's some powerful stuff right there. And sometimes you just need that kick in the butt to be like, hey, just do the damn thing and just do this, like know what you need to do, right? Have your goals set, know what you want, aim and fire and just go because anything is possible and you can do it. Like, look, Sarah just did it. She did it. She decided she wanted to and she did it and it's amazing. So I hope you guys gained something from that episode and as always, I love you very much and I will talk to you on Wednesday. 